players, welcome to episode number 19 of the Sports Plus Live podcast. My name is Edgar, Mr. A.K. Rodriguez. The Tony Gwynn episode, rest in peace, of the Sports Plus Live podcast. And the, whatchamacallit, what's his name? Number 19. Why am I drawing a blank? I shouldn't be drawing a blank. Johnny Unitas. Episode of the Sports Plus Live podcast is ridiculous. It's Monday, Martin Luther King Day, January 20th, 2020. 1-20-2020. Wow, it's great, pretty crazy to say. Um, Martin Luther King Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day to you guys. Um, you guys are listening. I don't know when you guys will be listening to this. So, But anyways, good day. Good evening, good morrow. Whatever, whenever you're listening to, happy day, all that. Because I'm here to bring the good takes from UFC 246, Cowboy versus McGregor. Um, I'm here to give the good takes. Just kidding, they're probably like mediocre. Um, But the AFC Championship and NFC Championships happened this weekend as well. And Manchester United versus Liverpool happened. Whatever, we'll get to that eventually. Um... But UFC 246 was actually a pretty decent card. It wasn't bad. It wasn't the best by any means. Um, it was... God, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it was... It definitely was a card where everyone tuned in to watch Conor McGregor. And that's really about it. It wasn't like everyone tuned in to see Holly Holm. Holly Holm really hasn't been putting on a whole lot of good fights. Um, she's still fighting, 38 years old, making it happen against Raquel Pennington by decision. Um, fought a smart fight, wasn't the most exciting fight. Nonetheless, did what she was supposed to do, um, and that was get the dub. Um, let's get to the other rest of the card before I get to the Conor McGregor fight, because there was actually some pretty decent action. My fight of, my fight of the night was Alexi Olenek versus Maurice Green, the boa constrictor. Oh, but the boa constrictor, Oleski Olenek, 42. I mean, he's an old dude, five kids. I mean, the guy, they, they said he's fought three times or more in one night, like five times. The guy just has been fighting. He just loves to fight, um, which is pretty cool. We all love a guy who likes to fight, um, especially when it comes to UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship. He fought well, man. You saw him go for submissions that not a whole lot of people go to watch. Um, people don't expect you to do a head crank. A head crank is pretty much where, I mean, you grab, he grabs your fucking head. He's like facing this way. He's grabbing your head and he's just cranking it and just splitting it. It just just hurts. It doesn't feel good at all. Um, if you've ever been put in a banana splits, it's like that, but on your neck, it shit hurts. Um, and he was trying that and he had it on for a long time. And, um, if anyway, if you know fighting, if you've ever done jujitsu or grappling, I mean, if you, if you keep a lock on long enough, I mean, your arms just start to give out and you start getting weak. Um, but you could tell he's a veteran and he's done it before. Um, and Maurice Green's done, did a pretty good job of surviving. He was tough. Dude. I thought he was in there. I thought he had a choke. Then he, I thought he had that crank. Like it was just, um, Maurice Green's a tough dude in six, 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 seven, I believe. Um, it was no... It was no surprise what the bow constrictor, bow constrictor, bow boa constrict, bow constrictor, uh, Alexi Olenek was trying to do. Ugh, I hate snakes, by the way. He um, wanted a submission. You had to take that dude down. The only reason he was engaging at all with the hands was to take him down, try to get closer, snatch him up like a bow constrictor would. Um, Alexi Olenek is a veteran. Um, Maurice Green almost had a couple triangles thrown up. He had those long legs. You're six seven, so you have these long legs. He threw him up there, almost had a couple triangles, um, but Olenek eventually got it done in the second round with an armbar of all things. And um, Joe Rogan kept saying it was a Russian armbar, which I can't really show you, but it was a certain way he got it, the way Russians get it. I think it's because he's stomach down. I can't. I don't know exactly. I don't know what it is, but but yeah, I think it's stomach down and Murs Green did a good job but of defending it, but just one slip and he had to make the tap, so 
that was probably the most exciting fight. I mean, it, it was very no one was talking about it, obviously, because Conor McGregor's on the card. But it was a really good fight. And Olenek, I don't know how much fighting he has left in him, but he still can fight. Um, he can still he can still tussle. He can still grapple. Got that old man strength. That old man strength, you know? So, I mean, it's like... It was so cool to watch. I, I liked it. I was very, very enjoyed. I enjoyed that fight. That scrap. Alexi Olenek. Remember, because you don't know when he's going to fight. and pop up again next week. Because he fucking fights multiple times a night. It doesn't matter to him. Um, Showtime Pettis was on the card. Took the L once again to a grappler. Another grappler on the card. Carlos Ferreira got him with an armbar, which didn't look like he had him, but I mean, after showing the replay, you saw it extended pretty good. I was like, oh, it's a wrap. And Showtime tried to fight as good as possible against a dude like that who just always, he throws bombs and he's just really looking to grab you, just like Ola Nick was. I, jiu-jitsu and grappling is very effective. Sometimes can't be the most exciting. Um, isn't very exciting most of the time. Well, I go back to one of the most boring fights I've ever seen, and that was, let me see if I could get it right. I don't think, I want to say it was UFC 112. And that was Anderson Silva against Damian Maia. I'm going to have to look it up. But I want to say it was that one. One of the most boring fights you have ever seen in your life. It happened in Dubai. I remember that much. And yes, it was Damian Maya versus Anderson Silva. How I remember that, I don't remember. But I like, I mean, there are certain people who can make grappling. And it was against Damian Maya. So Anderson Silva, Damian Maya, Damian Maya was, Anderson Silva knew the level of jiu-jitsu of Damian Maya's. Um, and that's why I guess it made it very boring. Damian Maia knew the level of striking Anderson Silva had. If you guys have time, don't ever watch that. You will be bored out of you. I was bored out of my mind, and I knew, and I know good fights. I love fights, but our shit was, was not good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some people on there, but the people who can use grappling and make it exciting, there's some who are just so boring with it. Um, Matt Hughes uses wrestling very well. Um, sometimes even Damien Maia can make it very exciting. Um, Jacare Sosa comes to mind when it comes to grappling and making it very exciting. Uh, Jacare Sosa has worked his hands very well. Unfortunately, lost the last fight to Hermanson, but still looked pretty decent. That was a close fight. And, um, but yeah, there are some people, I mean, I, you could tell what they're, what they are trying to accomplish as far as um, as far as their game plan. And Ferreira, it was very obvious what he was trying to do. He didn't want to strike with with Anthony Pettis. I don't know too many people who would. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, you have to learn jiu-jitsu. You have to learn grappling. Either to get yourself out of that situation or to keep yourself away from that situation. You have to learn everything. You have to be almost a complete fighter nowadays. Um, but Ferreira got it done. I mean, you, you just can't fault him for it. He did it. He got the finish. That's what you're supposed to do. Whether it was exciting or not, doesn't matter. He gets the dub, and he keeps climbing up that that lightweight ladder. So We'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen next for him, but he's obviously a tough dude to contend with. Because Anthony Pettis is no slouch on the ground. He's a black belt. He's won. I saw him get his black belt. I think when he armbarred Ben Henderson, he got his black belt. Um, so tough dude. I mean, tough dude and good win for Ferreira. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Who knows? Who's next? I don't know. Maybe you're looking at someone like who was on the undercard. Maybe Drew Dober. Because you saw what Drew Dober did. You guys will see what Drew Dober did. Drew Dober, I spoke about him on the last podcast. Um, Knocked out. I can't see his name. Hold on. Nazrat Hakparast. Hakparast? But he knocked him out cold. Caught him with, a, I think, a right and left. They got in a good exchange. And 
Drew Dober is just very cool, collected in the exchange. I've seen it before and just caught him. I can't remember if it was left or right, but dropped him and then finished it. Probably the guy threw like eight punches before the referee got involved. Um, it was not good. I'll tell you that much. The referee took an L. I can't remember who was refing that fight, um, but it wasn't fun. It wasn't good. And uh, Nashrat got a uh, Nask. No, Nazarat Hakparast. Shit. Should have been paying attention. I was just so excited to watch Drew Dober get you know take get the W. I didn't re, I didn't couldn't I didn't get enough time to to enunciate this gentleman's name. I apologize for butchering it. A beautiful name, by the way. I just apologize for butchering it. I have to look it up and I'll send him an apology. Quick apology, but Drew Dober did what he's supposed to do. I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. Drew Dober's a good wrestler. Who knows? I don't know where Drew Dober stands. I don't know where Ferrer stands. Um, but Drew Dober got a bonus. He got he got a bonus, got the dub, and did what he's supposed to do. I mean, because he's tough in the middle. Like I said, he's tough. Guy from Nebraska, trains out of Denver now. Um, tough as nails. Those you know, just like country strong. You know, like that country wrestler strong. You know, you 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 know what I'm talking about. Um, a great fight. It was good. Good performance, Drew Dober. Hopefully gets a main card fight now. Um, we shall see. Only time will tell. Um, there was a crazy. The fight right after that, it was this one. I, mean, I can't mess up because it was almost like the first name and last name are the same. Askar Askarov versus Tim Elliott. And Askarov in that first round landed a right to Tim Elliott that, dro- that didn't drop him but knocked him out on his feet. You saw it. Tim Elliott was like this, like a scarecrow. Like went night night on his, he was like this. He went night night, and then like before he fell down, he woke up. You know how you get jerked when you're like falling. Just take a nap. You're all, oh shit, that's what happened. He was like starting falling, and he woke up, and then he was back in the fight. It was crazy. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Like he was out on his feet, and then he like got jerked awake. Um. Yeah, I don't. It was a. Oof. By the way, the hair, the hair was beautiful. Tim Elliott's hair was beautiful. Tim Elliott has probably given Demetrius Johnson one of the toughest fights ever. Demetrius Johnson, known as probably one of the pound-for-pound pound best fighters in the world at flyweight. Tim Elliott gave him the business. Um, if you guys remember, it was an Ultimate Fighter finale. Tim Elliott won the Ultimate Fighter as a flyweight. And I don't know if he won. Like, someone got knocked out. I can't remember. Um, but Tim Elliott was put in that position. And... Um, he damn near won that. I think it was a split decision uh, for uh, Demetrius Johnson. So, Tim Elliott's no slouch. And Askarov came out here and, and got the decision. Probably should have gotten the first round uh, the first round finish, but Elliott woke up. He was like, I'm, I'm, no, I'm still here. I'm good. You know, like those dads uh, that are sleeping on the couch and they're like this. They're like, Dad, you're not even watching TV. I'm, I'm, I'm resting my eyes. I can hear it all. That's what he was doing, resting, and then he was like, I'm awake to watch his damn TV because I don't want you changing the channel. Um, that was pretty crazy. It was cool stuff. Um, one, there's a couple fights that didn't happen. One, I was, you know, like I spoke about Alexa Grasso versus Claudia Godello. Alexa Grasso was like five pounds over, couldn't cut the weight, um, couldn't make it. It was it was a little heartbreaking because I know I, they, they would have put in a decent fight. Um but you got to feel for these like women in general. Like I've said this before on the podcast, women are some of the toughest individuals. Hold on. Some of the toughest individuals in this plant, in the planet ever. They're just tough. The way their bodies are built, what their bodies are built to do, how much pain they go through through like pregnancy and just in general. Um, women, like their bodies fluctuate. They have, you know, they have the, the, the women problems. Um, I feel bad. I mean, you just can't like these girls, these ladies have to cut the weight and, uh, they couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. I don't know what it was. Um, but it's very unfortunate. Um, hopefully they'll run it back. I think this is like the th- second tri- time they tried doing this. Hopefully they do it a third time. Third time's a charm. We'll see. But speaking of the other women on the, on the card, Macy Barber fought Roxanne Modafari. Modafferi, the happy samurai, I think is what they call her. Happy warrior, happy samurai. Um, 
Roxanne got it down. The veteran, the veteran got it done against Macy Barber, who's now eight and one. Um, and then you, you got to feel because you, t- you saw in that first, um, I got there late cause I was switching. I didn't see the Andre Feely and Sodic Yusuf fight because I was switching venues. I was switching from one house to another. I was driving, um, try to watch it. Couldn't watch it in the car. It was just whatever. Um, but the Rox- Roxanne Modifar looks like she was doing the work on the ground, doing what she should have done. Because, like I said in the last uh, episode of Sports Plus Live podcast, um, Macy Barber was going to get it done on the feet. She was a, she's a good striker. She was a quicker individual, um, and was being taken down. And she was getting some reversals um, towards the end of that first that first round. In the second round, she tore her ACL, and that's like vital. I mean, that's just bad. And she toughed it through, and she finished the fight. Um, she didn't win the fight. She lost by decision. But my hat, like I said, women are tough. I get on. She's a tough chick, and she fought through ACL tear. I don't know too many men who would do that. Uh, she's a fighter. She's a scrapper. She's young though, so she'll be back quicker than usual. But it was still a pretty decent fight. She still made it exciting. Um. There's a lot of people who wouldn't make it exciting. There's a lot of people who would just quit. It was just like, nah, you know what? No, thanks. I don't want to finish this fight. I'll see you guys later. Peace. There's a lot of people who would have done that. Um, but she did it. And uh, hats off to her. She'll be back quicker, sooner than later. Um, because she's from Colorado. She's from Colorado. They're tough. They're hella tough. And they like, they wear sandals in the snow. They don't care. So, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, so moving on to the main event. The main event was Cowboy Cerrone versus Conor McGregor, and um, you know Conor McGregor did something I didn't think he was gonna do. Um, I didn't see that coming. He came out firing, firing with that straight left momentum, carried him into Cowboy. Cowboy ducked under. Um. Dodges a punch, but kind of ate like a half knee, a half thigh, which brought him back up. And then McGregor started winding up with those shoulders. I mean, these weren't like, these were, <clears throat> these were fat Joe lean backs and forward with it. Like lean fucking back, bitch, lean back. And, um, he was hitting, he was, he was landing pretty good shoulder shots. I was telling the people that I was watching the fight with that. I haven't seen that, that type of move done effectively since I don't know since George St. Pierre St. Rush St. Pierre is the most complete MMA fighter I've ever seen um, and used everything one of the first guys I've ever seen to use foot stomps I think against Matt Hughes used foot stomps shoulder strikes was a good boxer good wrestler great athlete good you know good yeah has good striking um, you know Conor McGregor was um yeah, that affected Cowboy, and Cowboy disengaged. Disengaged, came back, threw a, Cowboy threw a left high kick, and then McGregor just answered back. I don't think Cowboy expected it. Dropped him and finished the fight on the ground. Um, You got to feel, you got to feel for Cowboy, man. I feel bad. That sucks being a, the fight is over in 40 seconds. And um, Conor McGregor did what he, he needed to do. He needed to win that fight. I mean, he loses this fight. Where does he go? He can't get a rematch at 155. I mean, he probably would um, because Dana likes him that much. Um, there's no fight with Usman. There's no fight with with Jorge Masvidal. There's no fight with, I mean, with anybody. Who else would it be? Who else could you fight in that situation? Probably have to drop down all the way back down to 145, and I don't think he's ever going to do that again. I don't think he's going to put his body through that, especially after fighting at 170 where you don't have to cut weight. And 155 isn't a bad weight cut. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Cowboy, but Ka- uh, but Connor did what he was supposed to do. Um, and he did it in in great, great fashion. Um, For a little bit there, people forgot about the outside of the cage shit, about the harassments, about the paternity tests about the breaking the cell phones about the beating up the old guy in the bar 
Not beating up. He slapped him, punched him. Just gave him a little love tap. The guy didn't, wasn't even phased. He was like, what was that? Fuck your stupid 112 proper whiskey drink. What's it called? Proper 12. It's not meet me in room 112. It's proper 12 whiskey. Um, yeah, I mean, you just, it, it just well, was what it was. But for that small amount of time, all that went away. And it was the Conor McGregor show. It was the notorious, 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 notorious. That's what it was. Um, I predicted Cowboy would get the job done, but his chin isn't what it used to be. He's not. He's has a lot of miles on that on on his body in general. He has so many tough fights, so many big rounds, like so many. He's been finished the last three fights, um, knocked out by. Um, Knocked out by Gaethje, stopped, that fight stopped against um, Ferguson, and now this KO to Connor. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how many, how many chances Dana White will give Cowboy Cerrone. Like, what's next for Cowboy Cerrone? Who would he fight? Maybe Ferreira? Who knows? Maybe even Drew Dauber. Like, I don't know. Like, I think he's a, he's now not really a main eventer anymore. Um, at least not in the UFC. I'm sure someone like Bellator or um, PFL will give him money. Who knows? I think PFL might be up. To, they have the tournaments. Bellator has the tournaments too, um, but PFL has. I think the I think has a better format as far as term, tournament goes. Professional Fighter League is what it's called. Um, who knows what's next for Cowboy? I don't know. I personally would rather see him retire. He's got the Budweiser, the Monster, the Tap Out, the all this type of checks, all this type of money. Um, he could go into coaching. There's so much things he could do, um, and he enjoys enjoying his time, man. He, the guy, I mean, he loves to fight, but at some point, you just got to be like, I got a kid, maybe have more kids on the way. Like, I, I, he has, to, you have to start thinking about that. And guys, my guys, about what, thirty four, thirty five. Like you have to start thinking about shit like that, especially in the sport where you, where you could lose at anything. You can, you could lose a one, every type of way. Um, five rounds, getting kicked in the head, getting punched in the head, kicked in the body, punched in the body, kicked in the legs. Like your body's just, it's not, you know, boxing is dangerous, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, you can only wear so much headgear into your body, into your chain, you know, to, to avoid these kicks and um, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with Cowboy? But what's going to happen next with Connor is a question. Like, what kind of fights are out there? Um, he didn't really need to specify what's next. Um, Want to take some time and spend with his family, vacation a little bit. Um, I think the smart thing to do, take the money and fight Jorge Masvidal. I would love to see that. I don't think Masvidal is going to lay down the way Cowboy did. Um, I don't say Cowboy laid down, but he's not going to be easily beat like Cowboy did. By the way, Masvidal dropped Cowboy in Denver. Um, I would love to see that fight. I would love to see that fight in July, fight week. If you guys don't know what fight week is, they have usually the day after 4th of July, around that area, around that time, they have fight week, international fight week in Vegas. Um, they have a convention. They have just so much shit going on in Vegas, referring to fights, parties, all these get-togethers. And at the end of the week, they have the UFC fights. I went to the first ever UFC Expo, 2009, I believe, 2008, 2009. Fun time, dude. That was back when, dude, Cowboy wasn't, you know, Cowboy was barely being Cowboy. I remember being at, I want to say the Mandalay Bay in, Benson Henderson was right there by himself, just chilling. You know, I knew who he was. There's a lot of, was a lot of people there who knew who he was, but I knew who he was. I mean, he was there with um, Roller. I can't remember his first name, Roller. Um, you saw a lot of big names too, like Rampage Jackson, Leota Machida, Shogun. Like a bunch of guys were there. It was pretty cool. Um, if you get a chance to go, go. It's it's really really fun. Um, but who knows? I mean, even Mayweather tweeted. Like, oh, Mayweather, McGregor, too. Like, who the f- who wants to see that shit? 
like at some point, like you got to stop doing this to fight fans. You got to stop telling these fight fans that, oh, this is really cool. You should watch it. McGregor's going to beat Mayweather. Fuck out of here. No one's been able to beat Floyd Mayweather Jr. in boxing against high-level boxers. You want me to think that Conor McGregor, who is a decent boxer, is going to beat Floyd Mayweather this second time around? You honestly want me to believe that? You honestly want me to believe that this fight, if McGregor does win, was a clean fight? Mayweather wouldn't take a dive. Like, there's no way McGregor beats Mayweather. Like, stop feeding me this shit. I don't give a fuck about Mayweather and McGregor fighting. Any true fight fans know how that fight's going to go. It's just, those are what Nick Diaz calls wolf tickets. Who the fuck wants to see that? Nobody. There's no reason for that to happen right now. It's already been done once. You don't do it again. If you do it again, you do it with two different people. Canelo, Jorge Masvidal. That's who you do it with. You don't do it with May- Mayweather's done. Like, there's nothing Mayweather needs. He's retired. You don't. At this point, it's just fucking comical. It's a circus. It's just, if it wasn't a circus before, it's a circus now. I don't want to see that shit. You either put Jorge Masvidal in there against Conor McGregor or Conor McGregor versus Khabib. I mean, why not? I mean, that's, and I mean, I think those are the two fights that have to be made. Or you throw him in there against Justin Gaethje. Coach Mc, Co- Conor McGregor's coach was in Ariel Hawani's show earlier today saying they want Gaethje 170 pounds. I don't know how, like, I don't know if that's like, dude, he want, I mean, I respect Conor if that's true. I respect Conor if he takes that fight. I would love to see Gaethje and McGregor. But the only reason they're taking it at 170 pounds is they know how dangerous Justin Gaethje is. They know the threat he poses. There's no way they take that fight 150, 55 pounds. And the reason they do that, let's say they do take the fight. Gaethje will will give McGregor a, a good fight. And he's just a tough, he's very tough. He, he's a violent dude. Um... But if it's at 170, he loses. He still has weight. And he still holds a couple cards at 155. He's like, listen, I lost at 170, not at 155. Give me Khabib. They're thinking ahead is what they're doing. And I think Gaethje is in that mind to where I think a lot of people would. Yeah, I'll take the money. I'll take the money fight against McGregor at 170. I don't care. I can still put my hands on him and I'll still be able to get a lot of money. Sure, let's do it. Um, but the thing is, there's like, it's almost like a lose, lose for Gaethje. It doesn't give you, even if you beat McGregor, it's like, well, McGregor still has a shot ahead of you at 155 pounds. So this fight was at 170, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to get it. Um, who knows what the future holds? Not, I mean, only a few people would know only UFC brass have, the ability to kind of figure out what's next. Um, who knows? But I was pleasantly pleased with, is that, that's too much pleasant, please. I was pleased with what, with the McGregor we saw, the mild McGregor, the less fracas McGregor, the less, the less wild McGregor. I like that. I like the respectful McGregor. Um, he could still turn it on, though. I mean, after the fight, I think people were cheering too much, but he still cut a little bit of a promo, calling out even the red-headed guy at the, at the desk, Paul Felder, um, calling out Masvidal. It looks like my grandma. I can't remember what he said. Ooze, man. He called out everybody. So he could still turn it on. I like that mild Conor McGregor. I, I was pleased, man. It was very respectful. And a cool moment after that fight, um, Shawnee's grandma came in, gave him a big hug, you know, said, I love you. After the interview with, you know, in-ring interview, then you see McGregor come over, hug uh, Cerrone's grandma. Um, she gave him a big old hug. And um, it's just all re- I liked. It. it was cool. It was good to see. Um, other than putting other people in danger and fighting outside of the cage, I could be, you know, I don't, it was, I, I like that. I like that. I like that better with the, you know, the whole respect thing. But it was pretty cool. 
if this is Conor McGregor, you know, moving forward, I think people are in danger. McGregor's a, a great fighter. He really is. Um, I think sometimes, it, you know, his mouth puts him in certain positions that he can't get out of. But he's a great fighter. He has one of the best left hands in the business. Smart dude. I mean, you've seen him. If you ever see him at Cage Warriors... Um, back in like I, you know, over the overseas in UK, um, it's a uh, very prominent organization called Cage Wars. That's where he used to fight, dude. He's been planting the seed for a long time. Um, just the way he's always been, it's it's built into him. He was a smart dude. I bet he was planting seeds to get to where he is now, getting hundreds of millions of dollars to fight, um, just getting the big paychecks, getting the sponsorship, getting the businesses going, the 112, the clothing, the 112, the proper 12 whiskey, um, the clothing line, just so much stuff going on, Reebok deal. So he's had, um, you know, a lot of years to put this together, get the ball rolling. Um, so if that serves you anything, I mean, just, you could look at McGregor to be like, dude, this guy's been fighting for 12 years or something crazy like that, like a long time to try to get his name out there and people think it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, it's not, but he's been planting the seed for a long time because he knew that he was going to make it. If anything, you could look at Conor McGregor as a, some sort of inspiration. Just don't like hit girls. Don't harass them. Don't knock people's phones out of their hands. Don't beat up old guys. Just don't do all that. Um, but he, that's what he's been doing. That's what he's been doing, and he's been planting that seed. And who, what's going to happen next? I have no idea. Um, I hope it's it's good shit. I hope it's not. I don't want to see Mayweather again. I don't fucking give a fuck about Mayweather. Mayweather wants to come back. Mayweather really needs money. Go fight Canelo again. Fuck out of here. Go get your go get, take that L to Canelo. Cause Canelo will hand him an L now. Canelo, you saw what was it six years ago? I don't remember how long ago they fought. Six seven years ago, that was a different Canelo. This Canelo would fucking kill Mayweather. Straight up. So if you're gonna if you're gonna come back and fight, make it worth the money. Make it worth our time. You know we're the ones gonna pay this shit. So make it worth our time. Fight Canelo. If you want to come back, you want smoke, you need the money. That's the fight you meant to make. The zone's giving out checks left and right, homie. <laughs> Not Showtime. It's the zone. The zone's handing out those checks. Um. We'll see. I don't give a shit. We're going to talk about Mayweather whenever he pops up. Um, we're not talking about him anymore. We are going to talk about... Let me get a drink real quick because I need fuel. AFC Championship, NFC Championship. Chiefs against the Titans. And then the... Who was it? Niners against the Packers. I mean, to start with the first one, the Chiefs and the Titans. The Titans came out hot, came out pretty good. Didn't get, you know, I think were stopped on a couple. I think they missed a field goal, and then they made a field goal, and then one touchdown that first quarter. Could have made a big difference. And I think there was also a time when they, I think the Chiefs even fumbled a ball, like muffed a punt um, that if they were, I mean, if they were paying attention, they would have returned that for a touchdown. That would have been, could have been 24-0, 17-0. But they, I mean, they didn't capitalize on a couple things. Um, they are up 10-0, and the Chiefs just turned it on. Tyreek Hill was the fastest man on the planet. Um, Patrick Mahomes one of the most athletic quarterbacks on the planet right now. Next to Lamar Jackson. Smarter than Lamar Jackson. I would probably go as far as saying that. Smarter than Lamar Jackson, has a better IQ, um, has a better hands, um, just a better throwing, just a better throwing hand, throwing arm, not throwing hand, like throwing arm, has a better throwing arm. Um, it was just smarter. He's just smarter than Lamar Jackson. That's why he was MVP last year. And he was just more, he just got smarter. I think it was just different Mahomes than we've seen last year. Um, and I think it's smart because, I mean, he got hurt in that Broncos game where they ended up winning 15-0, 16-0, dislocated his kneecap, came back two weeks later against the Titans, I believe, and ended up losing that that uh, that game. But 
yeah, I mean, I can't. I mean, it's just Mahomes is just different. I mean, he was just good. He was just I don't know. Just I don't know how to explain it, but he was just smarter. I mean, straight up, he was just way smarter. Um, it was um, I felt bad for the Titans. I mean. I, I I was kind of hoping to see that go through. I don't know if it's like the fact that I am a Broncos fan and I don't give, <laughs> I don't care about the Chiefs very much. Um, could be, but um, yeah. I mean, it just is what it is, and uh, Chiefs played very very well and took hold of that game. Ended up winning thirty five to twenty four. Um. It was, what was it? They were only up by three at halftime. I believe that's my math is 21, four, four at halftime. Um, that's the one where Patrick Mahomes, I think, scored it. Was it third or fourth quarter? Where he did that, had that solo touchdown down the side. No one was tackling him and just brought, he just punched it in. Um, just horrible tackling. Just a lot of mistakes made by that defense. By the Titans defense. Coach, I thought Coach Rabel would have him ready. They've seen it before, um, but from the time they played to this, it was a different Patrick Mahomes. Um, they kind of Mahomes just did what he wanted. He just ran when he wanted, threw it to when threw it to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill whenever he wanted. Found Sammy Watkins whenever he wanted. Um, this team's gonna be very hard to beat in the Super Bowl. I mean, they're gonna be very very tough, in my opinion. The guy had three touchdowns. What three touchdowns total? Um, 27 of 35, 23 of 35, I apologize, 294 yards passing. So, I mean, almost 300 yards passing on a defense like this, a pretty good defense, mind you. Um, but just what the Titans weren't doing, just what they weren't ready for Patrick Mahomes. And they weren't ready for Andy Reid. Andy Reid had him ready. It was um, good for, good performance from the Chiefs. Reluctantly, I say that. Um, but they did their damn thing. And they're going to the Super Bowl. Miami, watch out. Here comes Kermit the Frog. Here comes Travis Kelsey. And here comes Tyreek Cheetah Hill. Um, and who are they going to play? They're playing the 49ers. 49ers smacked the Packers right in their face. Just from the get-go. It was 27-0 to at halftime. The Niners. I mean, Mostert. Mostert, is that his name? Mostert? Raheem Mostert? Four touchdowns for that guy? That... Dude, I don't like there were easy touchdowns too. Um that offensive line, just the whole team in general blocked very well. Kittle blocked very well. Kittle didn't have a catch till I think the second half. So that shows you how scary this team can be and how complete this offense is. Um I think as far as the defense goes, that defensive line has played very well. Getting to the quarterback, making the quarterback make horrible decisions. And that's been all year, no matter what quarterback it has been. Um, they've done a, I think you have to give it up to that front seven. Um, especially Bosa, probably best defensive player of the year. And Bosa has been putting the pressure. Bosa has been playing his ass off. I mean, I kind of give him props for taking that second half of, of the uh, college football off to do better. And he's done better. And he should, I mean, I mean, you'll probably see more and more people do that for that very reason. So, um, who knows, who knows? What happened? That's a different story. That's a different topic. We'll talk about that probably in August, September, or if it comes up before then, we'll talk about it then. But Joey Bosa played very, very well. Joey Bosa has played very, very well all year. Um, only downside of anything that happened yesterday was they are going to be with that. I don't know if Coleman's going to play. I don't know what the extent is of his injury. He got hurt. Um, but Mostert has showed he, God, yeah, he just, Mostert showed out. Late in the year, he's been showing out in every all these important games, um, and just getting his touches. But still, that secondary is still kind of iffy of, of the Niners. They still allowed Aaron Rodgers to throw for two touchdowns and over three hundred yards. So they still allowed that. Mahomes, well, Mahomes is different because, and we'll break this this game down when it comes closer to the Super Bowl. Mahomes is different. In that's all I got to say about that. It's just different. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't. 
Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the feet to extend these plays like like Mahomes does without getting a holding call or a non-holding call called. Um, Devonta Adams, probably the only receiver. Jimmy Graham wasn't not was kind of non-existent, but Devonte Adams still tore them up and still got a lot of. You know, I think he's got two touchdowns. Let me take a look at the stat sheet here. So still caught nine balls for 130 yards. What's the math on that? That's like 40 yards a catch. No. Everyone shut up. Don't tell me. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It was a lot. Um, It wasn't 140 yards. 10, 11, 14. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, He still caught a lot of, you know, a lot of passes. Um, Dropped a couple too, so there could have been more. And this, I mean, we everyone praises Richard Sherman, but look at the last two picks he's had. They've been right at him. Pretty much ran the route himself to Aaron Rodgers through to him yesterday to seal the game. And the one against, um, who was it, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, it was thrown right at him. I hate that we're like sitting here like, oh, look at his story. Oh, Richard Sherman. Oh, he tore his ACL or his tendon or his TCL or his Achilles, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, he... Oh, but and then he negotiated his own contract, and now look at him—he's back in the Super Bowl. Who gives a fuck? No one cares. That team, still, that secondary needs help, and they and straight up, they—they—that's the part. That's like the only issue. We'll get to that later. But I just want to say, Richard Sherman sucks. I don't care. Richard Sherman isn't that great. Nothing special about him. I've talked about corners in this position before. You could plug in anyone fast in that position; they're going to do all right. Whatever. Doesn't matter. It was Super Bowl set, 49ers against the Chiefs. Jimmy G is the quarterback that the Niners wanted last year, but unfortunately got hurt. Everyone laughed at John Lynch in his new role as GM. I think he's a GM. Um, everyone laughed. Now they laughed all they're laughing all the way to Miami because now they're playing for the Super Bowl. Um, I laughed. I gotta own up to it. I, I didn't see anything special on this team all year. Um, and they they proved me wrong. Not that it fucking matters. But they made me a believer. They're the best team in this league. They, I think they, they've consistently been the best team in this league. And they showed it. Um, you know, with the classics, with the Seahawks and all that stuff, like, they've done very, very well. And um, hey, my hat's off to you. All right, hey, look, my hat off to you. So the Super Bowl set, football's almost over. Um, makes me a little sad. I'm not watching the Pro Bowl. I ain't watching any of that shit. Maybe I'll watch like the dodgeball competition, but that's about it. I ain't watching the Pro Bowl. Fuck the Pro, Pro Bowl All-Star game, those are trash. I'd rather watch the MLB All-Star game because it's more competitive because whoever wins, whoever division wins, they get home advantage in the World Series. I think that's still the case. Um, but I'm sure Jose Altuve cheated there too. So I, I don't care. Listen, I want to talk about that quickly. Jose Altuve, I gave him props for being 5'6 and playing in a big boys league, playing with the big boys, swinging the bat like a big boys. When ultimately he was a fuck cheater. I I fucking I don't talk about baseball. I gave Altuve props, and he spits in my face. Latino, Latino, spit in my face. I gave you props. I gave you props, damn it. And that's what you do to me. I bet, bet. But I did put out a tweet. <laughs> I put did put out a tweet. Which, by the way, you could find me on Twitter, Mr. AKACO, Sports Plus Life. You could also find me on Instagram, Mr. AKACO, and Sports Plus Life. I put it out on Twitter. I put it out on all of them. Um, and I said, if Nolan Arenado is not a Rocky come this next season, I'm turning into an Astro fans because into an Astro fans, Astros fan, because at least they're trying to win. They're trying to win. Rockies don't give a shit. They just want the money. 
and you know it's stupid is we we party so much we don't care we'll go we'll pay these little fucking twelve dollars to go to Rockies game and spend all this money on booze like that's what I see when I go to Rockies games uh, even family members like I like I've talked about this type of stuff on the podcast is people just go for experience they don't go to watch the Rockies they just go because it's the you know it's America's national pastime. Uh, we go for the popcorn and the three strikes are out and the Cracker Jack and they don't go for baseball, especially in the state anymore. And the only reason people do go for baseball is to see Nolan Arenado, Trevor, Trevor Story. You know? So, yeah, that's my little rant. We'll get that. We'll get to that very soon because pitchers are going to report soon. All that stuff. Baseball is going to start coming in full swing. Plus football is going to be over here pretty soon in a couple of weeks. Kind of XFL starting the week after the Super Bowl, um, February 8th. But coincidentally, February 8th is the next time next uh, UFC pay-per-view John Jones versus Dominic Reyes, which we'll definitely talk about that when it comes. Um, but speaking of UFC this week, it's fight week. Um, Junior Dos Santos versus Rosenstrick, I think. I'm going to look that up before I look stupid. Is it Rosenstrick? Strook? Oh, here it is right here. Curtis Blades. Fighting out of Colorado. Um, training out of Colorado. We'll see. I mean, Curtis Blades has been winning his fights. It, same thing as I was talking about earlier, the grappling. Wrestling. Good wrestler. Keeps people down. Punches them. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I'm not impressed. Junior DeSanto's been on a losing streak. Um, very inconsistent. We'll see what happens. He's been doing dancing with the stars in Brazil. Maybe his foot works better. Who knows? Who knows? We'll get to that this later this week uh, when we talk about UFC Fight Night 166. Um, lastly, I want to talk about Manchester United versus Liverpool. Manchester United versus Liverpool happened yesterday, Sunday, and Liverpool won 2-0. And Manchester United had their chances. They could have tied it up. They could have. They had their chances. The goal, the second goal from Liverpool came very late in the game. 90th minute, 89th minute or something like that. Excuse me. And um, yeah, Liverpool is just way better. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with Manchester United's midfield. You remember four, if you guys remember 4-4-2. I'm just basically, this isn't one that they run, but a 4-4-2. They run like a 4-3-3. I think they ran something different. Like I didn't. There's a couple things I don't understand. Brad Williams, Luke Shaw are left back, so there's four in the back defenders. Brad Williams and Luke Shaw play right here, but for some reason Brad Williams here, Luke Shaw was here. Both defenders. Don't know why they were in at the same time. Really weird. Um, you had other options there, but that's what uh, all the Gunners other side went with. Um, also, I'd, Andres Pereira cannot see the field. In the Premier League. I don't like. You could play FA Cup. You could play. You know. Carrington Cup. You could play all that. I don't want to see him on the Premier League ever field anymore. The guy just. I don't get it. I just don't get what he's trying to do. It turns the ball over so much. Um, takes horrible shots. Not, not the best passer. Doesn't take corners very well. I don't get why he's out there. I don't get it. At one point he was alright. He hasn't played well. At all this season. I think he has one or two goals. Thanks. But there's still like, it's just like he shouldn't be there. Um, and I don't know when you have someone like Juan Mata on the bench, someone who knows who has a better general knowledge of the game on the bench, way smarter. Like I, I would, I don't know why I don't get it. Our midfield, we need help in midfield up front. We just lost Marcus Rashford possibly for the, for the whole season, two to three months out with a back injury, ankle injury. It's going to suck, but that's life. Um, I mean, it's just, is what it is, but we definitely need help in midfield. We had our chances up front when we got up front. Mason Greenwood needs to start from the get. He needs to start from the get. Like, I don't know why we haven't been starting. Ollie Gunner Sosa has been, uh, has been just praising this guy. The next Robin Van Persie. It's a great finisher, but you put him in with 10 minutes left in the fucking game. 20 minutes left in the game. Let him make an impact. I mean, you say he can play. Let's let him play. Who gives a shit how old he is? Who give, I mean, he's ready to play, obviously. So that was 
and like it wasn't like Liverpool like had the chances um for once VAR, VAR went against them twice for once and I just got fucking Mo Salah scoring that late goal taking his shirt off like you just like you're just stupid that was just so dumb and I hate that fuck I hate that team I don't like that team at all I don't like Firmino I don't like Mane I don't like Salah I don't like Jordan Henderson I folks with Adrian the goalkeeper I like him I don't like Van Dyke. I like Trent Arnold Alexander Arnold TAA is what they call him. Trent Alexander Arnold like him. But that's about it. That team's just I don't like it. Ugh. Anyways, um, I just, I'm gonna wrap this up because I just got sick of it. 2020, getting my health back. By the way, 2020. Anyone can help me get rid of these. You guys suck at this. Look at this. I'm gonna try a couple things tonight. See if it works. Listen, I won't. I want to be able to see you guys. You guys need to help me get this fucking puffiness out of my eyes. All right, lifers. That's what you guys are, lifers. Sports Plus lifers. You guys are lifers. Uh, appreciate appreciate you guys listening, tuning in on YouTube, Spotify, um, all of that. Apple Podcasts. I don't even know if we're on SoundCloud. I gotta check that. Um. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. We, I will, uh, I'm going to put out a video later this week on YouTube. So find me youtube.com slash sports plus life. Um, I'm going to get another podcast in end of the week, probably Friday. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys tuning in. It's Martin Luther King day. Let's treat each other with more respect. Let's do better for our kids. Um, let's just be happy, man. Let's just be happy that the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Let's just be happy with that. By the way, UFC brought out all the fans, all like the playgirls. Conor McGregor, my boy Baker was there. Miles Garrett was there. Um, David Njoku, Tom Brady. You saw Matthew McConaughey, um, Dave Batista. I mean, you saw you saw freaking everybody there. So that's why I like sports. This weekend was a great memory of how great sports is, how fun these weekends are. Um, playoff football. You had UFC. You had, I mean, I think I even watched some little bit of bowling. Bowling. Some Weber, some David Belante. I don't remember. But yeah, I love these weekends. I love the sports weekends. Um, I just love it. That's why I do this podcast, Sports Plus Life. Tune in. Share it with your friends. Download it. Show your friends this pretty face. It'll be pretty soon when I get this fixed. All right. I'm out of here. I rambled on. Love you guys. See you lifers. Sports plus life. L- 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 I got a new mic.